Knock, knock. Who's there? Memoirs of a Modern Marriage. Memoirs of a Modern Marriage who? Memoirs of a Modern Marriage.com. Oh, shit. You mean I can go to the site and request to be a guest? Fuck yeah. If you want to get in on this nonsensical conversation, hop onto our site and request to be a guest today. Bonus points if you're a furry couple. Also, don't forget to check us out on our social media sites. Links are in the description. Now get ready to start your week off meh. Welcome, welcome to Memoirs of a Modern Marriage. This is our 10th episode. We are your hosts. My name is Dave. And I'm Liz. And today is, like I said, our 10th episode, so we have a special treat. Um, I'm inviting my friend John Ellen and his wife Snoopy to be our guest today. Hi, guys. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? We're doing fantastic. Thanks. Um, I'm actually not doing too bad. I mean, we woke up, what, about three hours ago. Um, so, uh, time's a little bit different. Um, just so everybody knows, um, John and Snoopy are from Norway. Actually, John's from where we, we live right here in, uh, Akron, Ohio, but, uh, he ended up in Norway. Um, and he's got one hell of a story to tell. And I would like to hear some of that today. Oh, I'm ready to tell. Uh, <laughs> When it comes to storytelling, we like telling stories about ourselves the most. So <laughs> <laughs> you know that feeling all too well. <laughs> Let's just admit to arrogance, okay? Let's just admit to it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, um, so you're from Akron originally. Well, I, was, I was born in Akron, and the summer after second grade, we moved to Norton. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Uh, so I'm a country boy at heart. <laughs> yeah, I feel you there. Um, yeah, yeah. Norton has built up a little bit uh, since then, but uh, back then it was <laughs> very rural. You know, we had like uh, acres of cornfields right in front of our house, and in the back a lot of woods and stuff like that. But it's it's uh, it's still fairly fairly rural today. But it was even more so when I was young. Oh yeah, um, you should see Norton now. It's it's uh, it's pretty built up. Yeah, yeah. Um, the last time I was there was in 2015, and I was surprised about how yeah. it's uh, how much it's built up. But uh, yeah. but again, back back then it was it was definitely the rural small town. Yeah, and see, myself, I'm from Warren, which is uh, right outside of Youngstown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's where I was born and raised. Um, I've lived all over the country, um, and I found myself in Akron, and I absolutely love it here. Mm. Um, Do you? Because I hear a lot of people, my family members included, just talking bad about Akron. Well, I mean, no, 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 no. Um, I just have pride for the neighborhood that we live in. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, for for me and like being from the Youngstown area, this is definitely a step up. I mean, it's no uh, Salinas, California, but (laughs) it's uh, I mean, just like any other city, it does have its crime rate, you know. Sure, sure. I was actually surprised when you moved here and you said that this was the biggest city you've ever lived in. Yeah, it, ah. um, it is because Warren is pretty much a ghost town yeah, um, yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, but I kind of look at it as I kind of look at it as, you know, this city has a lot of potential if it's ran right. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's and, a lot of people who are trying to bring it back to yeah. what it was. Yeah. So, yeah. So, John, um, so you uh, you somehow ended up in Chicago, correct? Yeah. Um, after I graduated high school there in Norton, I went to uh, I went on a football scholarship to Ohio University. And after that, I went into the U.S. Marines, where I met um, uh, a woman who I was married to and later divorced. And she was from the Chicago area. So after my time in the Marines uh, and after truck driving for a little while, 
um, where I lived in North Carolina with her right outside the, the Marine Corps base, Camp Lejeune. Uh, and then after a year or so, we moved to the South Chicago suburbs. So that's what brought me there. And then uh, almost right away, um, I saw that they needed police officers in, a, in one of the suburbs there. So uh, um, I applied for that, uh, made the hiring list, and uh, became a police officer. So I worked as a cop for almost seven years there in the South Chicago suburbs. Oh, wow. Then that's where I met Snoopy uh, way back in whenever, <laughs> eons ago. <laughs> it's uh, Yeah, so Chicago, I, I, I lived there, but it never felt like home. I tell you, I... Um, uh, you know, not everything was good about growing up in Norton. There was a lot of foolishness and a lot of ugliness there, but um, Norton was home. So to go from that as rural and quiet as it was back when I was growing up to go to a big city like Chicago, uh, it it, uh, it was quite a step. So it just never felt, never felt right. I didn't feel like I was at home actually until we came here to Norway. We came here in 2002. Okay. Oh, wow. So you've been there for a while now. Yeah, it'll be 20 years next month in June. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I've only seen it in pictures. I I absolutely love the way it looks. Um, one of these days, maybe I'll head that way. Who knows? You know. <laughs> well, I tell you, I, I've, yeah, I tell you, I've been here for 20 years and it still feels uh, uh well, it, it just it, it comes across so often that I'm thinking, how in the world did I get here? It's still amazing, you know. Uh, mm. The nature is still beautiful, you know. The people are still interesting. Um, I think it's made me a better person having that experience of moving uh, out of the U.S. and having a different perspective. Of course, I started mm. to get that perspective when I was uh, in the U.S. Marines, but um, yeah. you know, ser serving overseas and whatnot. But to actually put down my roots and, and live here uh, has been quite the experience. So I'm oh, a better person because of it. It's all her fault. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you said that you, uh, you met Snoopy out Chicago way. How did that take place? You want to tell? Oh, well, uh, we had um, uh, a friend of us, a friend of mine that I known since I was about, I don't know, 13 uh, she was living in um, in that area where John was living, and uh, the Norwegian woman who had yeah, moved there, and they train at the same gym. So she kept talking about this nice guy she met who was a bodybuilder. And I said, "No, nah, I'm not interested in bodybuilders. I'm tired of them. <laughs> they kind of, you know, yeah, full of themselves. Yeah, they're bodybuilders. So, uh, yeah, they're bodybuilders. <laughs> they just yeah. So, and then I went to visit her, and and um. And she introduced us, and the first time we met, I guess that was, oh, okay, well, you know, we said hi, and, and that was about it. And I, I watched your show when you were in that competition, the bodybuilding competition, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. And then I came back, I think, a year or a year so. year later, roughly. Yeah, yeah, roughly. That's when the sparks flew, the second time we met. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, by then I was, I was uh, finished with my marriage, and the timing was right. So, uh yeah, that was the start of our little fairy tale. Yeah. That's fantastic. Got you out on town and some dancing. <laughs> <laughs> so so we, 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 we met and, and started our relationship around 2000, and then we got married in 2001, uh, April of 2001. And then we moved here to Norway um, in uh, June of 2002. That's one heck of a story. <laughs> well, there's so, a lot of details we didn't give you, but. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, those details, if you uh, feel like sharing them, by all means, <laughs> we love that kind of shit. Well, no, the thing <laughs> is, is we, we always started, talk, we, we always talked about how, yeah, one day we would like to move to Norway. You know, I had, I had been here, uh, you know, before we got married, I had been here to visit her. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I saw, so I saw what it was like. I saw what it was all about. It's like, yeah, that would be a nice place to move to someday, you know, when we retire. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as we know, life always gives us twists and turns and it doesn't hardly ever go the way we plan. And what happened was um, working as a cop there in the Chicago <clears throat> suburbs, I was a narcotics and gang cop. And 
long story short, I was investigating a case. It was a pretty big case where um, it was a local gang or local group of people who were involved in all kinds of crime, both locally, statewide, nationwide, and international. Uh, We're talking about drug sales, gun sales, prostitution, murder for hire, all kinds of stuff. Credit card scams. Credit card scams, financial. I mean, it was a pretty pretty organized uh, group of people doing a lot of dirty stuff. Mm -hmm. And one day, um, this was at like uh, 1130 at night. We were getting ready to go to bed. And we got a phone call from our neighbor, this old lady, maybe in her 70s, the kind of neighbor who's always, you know, I would come home uh, at like <laughs> two o'clock in the morning nice. after working a shift and she would yeah. be peeking out the window to <laughs> see what was going on. Yeah. Well, in this case, it served us well because she called us. It's like 11 and 39. And she says, I just saw some people jumping over the fence coming into your backyard. Oh, wow. And I just knew right away, right away what was going on. Didn't uh, she say that they had guns though? Yeah, she said she saw, uh, I think she said she saw three guys jumping over the fence, and she said at least two of them had guns in their hand that she was able to see. So I knew right away it was this, this uh, you know, this gang or this crew that was being investigated, and they had found out where we lived. So um, Snoopy calls 911. Uh, I jump up and get on my uh, radio. Uh, you know, we... I, we always would bring that with us. Um, of course. Pull out my pull out my gun and everything. Uh, long story short, to make this segment short, they ended up catching one of the guys. Two of the guys got away. Uh, fast forward to the next morning. Snoopy goes to work at this gym in the next town over where she was working as an instructor. And um, like 20, 25 guys show up. Oh. At her place of employment, uh, people from crazy. this crew. Oh, it's crazy. It's nuts. Absolutely yeah. nuts. So wow. apparently they had found out where she worked. Um, so, of course, all of the <laughs> all of the cops from the entire area, our town and all of the next towns over and all the suburbs flock there, do what they have to do. I drove Snoopy that evening. Was it that evening or the next day? The next day. I think it was the next morning. Put her in the car and drove her all the way up to Minnesota where we have some friends. And she stayed there. And that's the last time Snoopy lived in our house there in the south suburbs of Chicago. Because wow. a week or two after that, um, she flew back to Norway. I came out there just to touch base with her and kind of talk things through. And where we landed was that um, I I quit that job mm-hmm. and moved here to Norway and landed here on the 5th of June, 2002. Long story short, but that's the drama that actually brought us here. So we came here under circumstances totally different from what we had planned. You know, I quit a job. I, I, I quit a career that I was having a lot of fun with that I was quite successful at. Um, but when, when I weigh up, the potential consequences, you know, where, where she could end up getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, right. There just, there was no, there was no question about what was the right thing to do, especially when I'm going to throw this out there, especially when my police department didn't give me the support that I felt they should have given me. When I figured I don't have these guys uh, getting my back, like I feel they should, I'm out of here. I'm gone. And that yeah. Was I don't that. blame you. I don't blame you. And, you know, with those kind of jobs, there there can be a lot of collateral damage, you know, I mean, oh, not, you know, not just to you, your loved ones, stuff like that. And it's scary. I mean, it and is. that's crazy. That's something you only see in movies, you yeah. know, like yeah. that's that's pretty wild. So um, it, was, yeah, it, it was to the point to where the first uh, five or six years when we lived, when we came here to Norway, we had an unregistered address, unregistered telephone for our protection in mm-hmm. case these people, well, we knew for a fact that one of the people um, in this organization had a girlfriend who is known peripherally by Snoopy. So you talk about a small world. One of these guys right. had a girlfriend who knew Snoopy. So we were being very careful the first few years we were here. 
Yeah. That's mm-hmm. very hard to get a, a secret address yeah. and phone number here in Norway. You have to have a lot of proof. Yeah, so we had to right. submit documents and tell them mm-hmm. pretty tell the government authorities here pretty much what the case was so that we could get that protected address and protected telephone. Yeah. Um that that's wild. That's scary. I know that would scare the shit out of me. <laughs> um, but uh, my hat's off to you on that one, man. Like I, it, that's a job that I, I know I couldn't do, you know, it's not for everybody. And I think we're seeing a lot of it today that it's not for everybody. There's a lot of cops out there who are, excuse my language, fucking up pretty bad. Yeah. Um, there's too many cops who are not made for that job and yet they're getting that job. It seems like when I was an officer, there were more strict rules about who got hired and who didn't. Right. Um, So I think that's the problem in police work today is they have lower standards, in fact, than what we had 20 years ago. And I also think part of it is it's made to look worse than it is. You know, the relations between uh, police and, and people of color, for example, because everybody has a cell phone these days. So a lot of incidents that were not seen before are now being seen. Right. So whether whether or not that means that there's more of these kind of uh, incidences of discrimination among the police towards people of color, I don't know, but it's at least more visible. Yeah. Um, Liz is going to step aside for a second. The, the pups are outside. She's going to go grab them in. Um, <laughs> but uh, so my, uh, I guess my my what I was going to say next is like. Oh, for example, um, going back to what you were talking about, how like they're hiring more um, of just anybody, you know, it seems um, that I think a lot of that has to do with when they militarize the police, you know, I agree. Um, a lot of people. Yeah. Well, here's my opinion on that. Um, I talk about this a lot on my podcast. There's a little plug for my podcast uh, coming on with John Allen is the name of my podcast available oh, on all worry. podcast platforms. <laughs> don't you worry. Um, we are going to put a link to your podcast in our description. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, oh, our pups are there's on your that. puppies. Yep. Come here. No, but, um, but I think, um, um, what was I going to say now? Ah, now I forgot Mil- what I was talking about. Uh, oh yeah. Um, they are militarizing it literally with the type of equipment and the type of policing tactics, but they're also militarizing it by hiring people. It seems like if you've had military experience, that is an automatic thumbs up in the hiring process. And it shouldn't yeah. be that way. Now I got hired after serving in the U S Marines, but they still did a background check on me. They still did psychological tests. There still were, uh, uh, a series of interviews that I had to go through and, and, and perform in where, where it seems today that just because you have served in the military, that's almost good enough to get you in regardless. Yeah. And I don't think that that's quite right. And I say that in all respect for my military brothers and sisters. Um, but we have to face the facts that now from uh, 2001 up until you know today, our military people are serving in times of war and there's a lot of baggage that comes with that. Yeah. So there's a screening process that should be turned up, not relaxed. That screening process should be turned up and police officers or I'm sorry, military people should be evaluated even more uh, with even more scrutiny now since we've had all these years of war and combat. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of that stemmed off of, uh, the war on drugs, wasn't it like to start with the militarizing of the police? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, the war on drugs is probably the worst thing that's ever happened to America. If you think of all the money, uh, well, let me just start off by saying that I am a believer in the legalization of drugs. You and me both. Yes. And and if we think about all the money that we have spent in the so-called war on drugs, and if we would have taken that money and put it into the the social support structure, Mm -hmm. uh, every American could be living so much better than what we are right now. Um, The war on drugs is is a fallacy. The war on drugs is a tool to uh, make money for the government. The war on drugs Mm -hmm. is a tool to oppress uh, the poor to oppress minorities, people of color. Uh, that's exactly what I believe the war on drugs is for. 
Oh, and if you, if, if you look into the Nixon tapes, you know, Watergate and all the tapes that they seized, uh, you can hear him saying quite clearly that he wants to use the war on drugs to um, to uh, to target certain uh, ethnicities in the United States. Yeah. So facts are facts. We just have to live up to it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, um, and honestly, like even just taking the just taking the minorities and and everything else out of that respect when you're an adult whatever you do to your body is your choice right that's what i would assume um now the legalization of heroin will not make me start doing heroin tomorrow <laughs> right, <laughs> you right. Know? yeah well it, I can give you a good example. In uh, Portugal, they have legalized all drugs. Um, heroin addictions, in fact, have gone way down by, I don't know, I don't have a number for you. I, I want to say at least 10, 15 percent heroin yeah. addiction and heroin deaths have gone down in Portugal because of the legalization of it. And that's because it is the, uh, well, you, you decriminalize it. You're taking a lot of those 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 nasty elements off of it. Yeah. Uh, you're also taking money that you used to use to fight drugs. You're using it now to treat people who are going right. to be addicts or who are going to use anyway, regardless whether or not it's legal or illegal. Right. And those efforts then go towards um, making people aware of the issue, which, again, reduces usage, uh, reduces uh, addiction, reduces death. Right. So. Instead of having a negative circle around drugs, you can turn that into a positive circle around drugs where there's less addiction and less death. Right. And you can, instead of offering imprisonment, you can offer, uh, like, you know, free health clinics, you know, um, drug drug treatment, counseling, stuff like that. Um, Ways that they can regulate it to where you can uh, you can not go through withdrawal when you're trying to quit, kind of like methadone clinics, you know, for example. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think, I think a lot of that would solve our drug problem, you know, here in America. Um, Well, again, it's working in other countries and, you know, America is a beautiful place. I haven't lived there in 20 years, but I'm still American. I always will be American. Uh, it's on my passport and it's in my heart. Yeah. Uh, and but having said that, uh, I mentioned a little bit about having a new perspective, um, I think Americans are missing perspective on a lot of things. Um, and that lack of perspective brings, brings on this national arrogance where Americans automatically think that all things American are the best. Right. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's just not true. It, it, it isn't. Um, there's a lot to be learned from observing other countries, just like we know, you and I know, we all know it's some, there's something to be learned from observe, observing other people. So just extrapolate that to a national basis. There's a lot to be learned from 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 uh, observing other nations. And that is something that the American people very often refuse to do is to learn lessons from other countries. Right. Um, yeah. And it does. It just boils down to arrogance. Mm, um, I think so. We are, we are fashioned since we are, you know, since we were kids that America is the best in the world. And, you know. They yeah. it, were the superpower and that's just the way it is. But then once you get older and especially now with the introduction of the Internet from then on in, like yeah. people get to see how the other half live, yeah. you know, yeah. and uh, they, they're tired of it. You know, Americans well, you are know, tired of it. And, and you know, not to badmouth America because there's so much good about it and I miss it terribly. I'm, I'm constantly homesick. But um there are certain elements of the American society that can be so much better than what they are. If the people would just get their minds around a new way of thinking. Um, yeah, there's a lot to be done. There's a lot to be done. Absolutely. And I, and I say that being pro American because I want our country to be as good as it can be. And part of that is being allowed to criticize and point out what works and what doesn't. Yeah. Right. So, um, I would kind of like to shift gears, maybe, a. A little bit and ask Snoopy a few questions. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, first things first, um, what is your take on just, we'll start with uh, America versus Norway. Like what, uh. <laughs> what, what do you, what are your pros and cons between the two? Oh, well, that's an interesting um, 
subject. Um, well, I, I can say that I can start with the, the weather. <laughs> I would love to live in Hawaii uh, because it's a lot warmer uh, yeah. and easier, you know, than shoveling uh, meters of snow in the winter. Oh, truth. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, no, I I think that both countries has, um, like John said, both uh, both countries has good things and bad things. And um, one of the good things in Norway um, that I would miss if we were living in the states, I think, uh, is the free healthcare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we do have good healthcare, even though it is. Free, uh, but it's when I say free, we of course we pay for it through our tax system, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, um, and then you can argue, well, uh, you just have to take care of your health, and if you don't take care of your health, then you why would I pay for somebody else who who is uh, smoking and and whatnot, right? Uh, but but you 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 just don't know. Next time, it might be your turn, even though you do take care of your health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have a paper saying that you will stay healthy just because you eat salad and train right? every day. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there, there's, uh, that's just the way life is. So, so I must say that that's a, a good thing. I know that, you know, if you have an emergency, you, you can get in in the States and, and you have... Um, um, uh, um, what's it called? For shikining, uh, insurance. insurance, and uh, but that takes you to a certain. All of a sudden, that's that's over. You know, your insurance, insurance covers out, yeah. it. It runs out. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't do that here in Norway. Um, and that's a good thing. So, uh, but then you know, and then you can uh, go to the states. It's uh, it's cheaper to live. A lot cheaper here. Um, you have to, if you're going to buy a house in, um, uh, pretty much a a district where there's something going on, like nearby jobs, Oslo uh, or something, Oslo, big cities. Yeah. Um, you pretty much either have to have, um, parents that pays a lot of it, uh, some inheritance, um, or you have to be two people. Right. We talk about that all the time. Yeah. We don't see how young people can get into the housing market here in Norway. To put it in perspective, like a house, let's say you're, let's say you're up in Kent. I have, a, I have a daughter and two grandkids up in Kent. Okay, so we look at houses there all the time just to keep yeah. up with the prices. A house that might cost 200000 in Kent mm. would cost about eight, nine, ten million. Here, well, uh, I guess so if, if we keep it in dollars, a two hundred thousand dollar house in Kent would cost close to maybe seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars in Norwegian money. So that's how rough the house market is here in Norway. Yeah, I was going to say you have to use USD with me. I don't know the conversion. Rate. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. So it's it's of course then and then you you uh, the cost of living. You guys there now, I hear on the news, you're screaming and it's the gas prices, prices are just <laughs> outrageous. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my gosh, give me your gas prices and I'll be happy. We pay right. three t- more than three times as much for gas here on a normal basis without inflation, three times more than what you guys pay. I believe it. And uh, it's funny because like I, some, I, so on my social media, I don't really go political too much. Um, because it always sparks, uh, a stupid war, you know, we're like, we're a Mm -hmm. two party system here for some weird reason. And, um, it's always the left against the right, you Mm -hmm. know? And like when there's an inflation, you know, and whatever, it's always the other party's fault, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I actually had made mention of the fact that, uh, you know, I got a vehicle and, you know, um, like I just purchased a vehicle just in time for gas prices to go up to $4 a gallon, you know? <laughs> and like, 
somebody said something about it and I said, well, it's like that everywhere in the world. I said, gas is, is, is high. And like, they're like, well, no, it's about it. It's president Biden. He did this, this, and this. And I'm like, well, the thing is, is like everybody in the world's suffering. And they said, and they said, that's fake news. Yeah. Well, let me tell anybody who's listening who thinks that it's fake news. Inflation is worldwide. There's inflation here in Norway now, and it happened at exactly the same time as it started to 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 bloom in in the United States. You, inflation is not because of any one president. So anybody listening, believe it. Okay, it's not propaganda. It's not but fake yeah. news. We are paying more in. Everything here in Norway, just like everybody in the United States, is paying more for everything. It's a global market. So, for instance, we had uh, Norway used to have the cheapest electricity in Europe. Yeah. yeah. Now we have now it's the most expensive uh, yeah. electricity in Europe, um, and and that turned in in uh, in just a few months. So so it's. Uh, but the thing is, is that I think with um, in Norway we have several parties, and right now we have how many political parties? Uh, oh, I don't know how Eight, many political nine? parties. I think there's nine, nine different major parties. Nine. But, yeah, yeah. we also have like now there's um, three parties that are running together to, um, and that's quite common. But the thing is, is that we can't we can't really blame. The parties that are running today, they started, um, they took over in the fall for what's going on now. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, because it, it takes a long time before the economy changes, um, mm-hmm. laws getting passed yeah. and all that stuff. So that mm-hmm. we can blame somebody else. But see, that's, yeah. a, that's that perspective thing I was telling you about. If there's Americans there saying that it's the president's fault because of prices and that any news about another country having inflation is fake news. That's that perspective thing I was talking about earlier. Right. I have no perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, and it really, it just comes down to, we only see what we want to see, you know? Um, when well, that's right. Yeah. People don't want to open their minds. I think Americans tend to just be like, have blinders on. They think that, we're the only ones in the world and we're the only ones who matter and we're the only ones with problems, right. you know? Yeah. And you could break it down onto the political level, you know, left versus right. Uh, well here the extreme right and the extreme left are both in the same boat where uh, they really lack perspective. Uh, they only see what they want and there's no compromise. Mm-hmm. And, you talk about a lack of perspective. There is a lack of perspective because when you get on the political extremes, you're not there for the people anymore. Mm-hmm. You're there, you, I, I can't even say that they're there for their party. They are there for their own little cadre of uh, like-minded politicians within their party. And it's just mm-hmm. a power struggle. Yeah. That's not politics. Politics should be a good thing. Politics mm-hmm. should be the hashing out of um, uh, issues to the benefit of the people. That's what politics is supposed to be. But now politics has become this opinion game. Politics has become uh, 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 social wars. Uh, politics has become finger pointing and ugliness and accusation. That's not what politics is supposed to be. Right. And, and that, we actually left social media for quite a while quite during a while. the 2016 election because it, it just uh, got so terrible. And I mean, yeah. I, I'm not the type of person who, oh, I don't like you because you don't believe the same thing I do politically, but that's what we were seeing on Facebook. So we just walked away from social media for a long time. It was, it was about two, three years. Yeah. Um, I can see why it was ugly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is we, um, I, I only wanted to get back into social media to promote my music. So that's the whole reason I started back with social media and, um, I think, uh, I think honestly, people scream about their rights, um, being infringed when they can't post a certain thing on a private, on a private platform, you know, like Facebook or Twitter or, you know, whatever. And really politics should have nothing to do with it. Exactly. It should. Well, some people, some people use politics to cover the fact that they're just an asshole. 
Right. Yes. Maybe you got blo- maybe you got blocked on Twitter because you're a jackass, and that has right. nothing to do with your political views. You, as an individual, are a jackass. Mm-hmm. But again, people use politics for everything other than what it is supposed to to be used for. And right. I don't remember a lot of idiots use it. I don't ever remember it being like that growing up. I mean, it, no, it wasn't. It was a footnote almost, and exactly, it's just, it's just spiraled. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, there's a lot of politicians who propagate it. They put that to use for them. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, people, again, lack perspective. And mm-hmm. that lack of perspective makes them fall prey to that kind of political leadership. It's pretty sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Um But, you know, and, and I think the only thing that's going to like we like back uh, during the uh, Hillary v. Trump uh, election. Um, oh, the good old days. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so Liz and I, um, as a political stance, we're libertarian, we're open-minded, but we, we vote libertarian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, um, there was a guy running, his name was Johnson, Gary Johnson. Um, and I personally, I, I voted for him during the Obama administration. I voted for him for, you know, when Trump won. Um, but like his slogan was, why choose the left nut or the right nut when you, ha- you can have the Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it when genitalia comes into politics. That's the good old days. Now we're going back to the Clinton days. I like right. it. That that was that that won my heart over. I was like, oh yeah, this guy has to be president. But but isn't that kind of re- isn't that kind of refreshing that a politician can inject a little bit of humor mm-hmm. uh, into it and and be kind of lighthearted about things? Yeah, I like absolutely. That. I, I don't know I don't know who this guy is, but that right there would make me look more into what kind of a po- um, uh, politician he is. That right there catches my attention. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was he was fantastic, and unfortunately, he's ran like for like I don't know four consecutive uh, tries before he just gave up, you know. Yeah. And um, they uh, there was a new um, politician coming up, and this guy he's a wackadoo, but he makes more sense than the other <laughs> wackadoos, you know. Uh, this guy, his name was Vermin Supreme. You should look that up sometime. Uh, Vermin he, Supreme. Yeah. <laughs> he wears a boot on his head. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. He was a he. He's been he's, in politics forever. Like since the like late 60s, early 70s, something like that. And um, he was he was wacky. I mean, this guy, he had like a boot on his head and he sprinkled pixie dust on people. And can you dig, let me tell you, he made more sense to me. Mm-hmm than anybody in office right now <laughs> and, and, he, and he runs on like his platforms like free ponies for everybody and harnessing zombie power <laughs> and, you know? I, mean, I love it <laughs> if you're gonna have a shit show you might as well make it a shit show right yeah right right That's what i'm gonna say listen, i just listen i just want to say um uh, that we can uh we can keep going until about uh uh what would that be uh that would be nine, 10, 11 it would be 1140 at around 1140 uh, Ohio time. We have to stop. Oh, that's all right. We're at 37 minutes right now. Um, yeah. So I normally run this uh, podcast between 45 and an hour. So we'll be done way before. I, just did, almost, I did almost three hours with a guest yesterday. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I go long. Yeah. I go long. And trust me, John, I could keep you on longer. You are so fun to talk to. <laughs> you guys oh, thanks, are so man. fun to talk thanks. to. Thanks. Um, no, we just, uh, we, we have two kids, I think two. Yeah. And they, they have to eat from time to time. So, oh well, they, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think food and water helps them grow. I think um, so. Somebody told me that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So like, um, uh, I would like to move on from the political talk because that's not normally who we are. I just, it's kind of fun. No, to not us either. Time to time. Yeah. Um, yeah. but so Let's see where where did we leave off with your your story? It was because yeah, Snoopy was telling trail. Snoopy was kind of talking about the differences between uh, uh, America and Norway. Yeah. I I had told the story of what brought us here, you mm-hmm. know, 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, if you would like to continue, sorry to cut you off for so long. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just know uh, to uh, not get into the political thing because then we'll be sitting here for hours. So. Uh, lesson learned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, I, and I'm not a politician, and my podcast is not a political podcast, but I do enjoy talking about it because it's, um, you know, there's a lot of things that need to be okay, discussed okay. and all that. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, she's, uh, <laughs> she's like, I've got a story to tell. I'm going to tell it. <laughs> there you go, Sophie. Yeah. It's all yours. Yeah, no. Um, well, that's, uh, we got to the insurance thing. Yeah, healthcare. Uh, healthcare. Uh, yeah. I would say the school system in the States, I like that. Um, you know, you you guys have grades uh, from, from the start. Um, There's no grading system for their first nine, year, uh, eight years of school. Eight years, yeah. What None they, whatsoever yeah. here. What do they teach? Like manners and stuff. You can very, actually fail in there. Well, it's very no. interesting because yeah. they teach everything that they're supposed to teach, and there is a system if a student is falling behind where they can get help to get caught up. But still, in the end, there is no formal evaluation of what they've done it, it blows my mind it is it is an evaluation in a way you know uh, the teacher would say uh tell the parents if if a student has uh, trouble with math or, okay yeah. or, you know and then they'll do what, what it takes yeah. to fix it but right. but in the end there's no evaluation of yeah. their work and, and, and for some students a lot of students i think that is okay because it's so much stress when they're little to have grades to worry about the right. kids they need to play and they kind of uh, a lot of their learning is in their play they use play in school too you know okay. where they they are outside uh, they run around and then uh, they t- uh, take two plus two and then you need to figure out the answer and that's how many times you need to run back and forth okay you know so they 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 do physical things in order to learn at the same time uh, in a, and in also, a way, I kind of see that a little bit beneficial, you know? Well, yeah, I do. Is. I see there's a lot yeah. of benefit in it, and it is a more relaxed childhood. But what I see, and I worked as a teacher, uh, I worked as an educator here for quite some time in Norway. And what I saw was that when all of a sudden, after eight years, now you're going to be graded, mm-hmm. that some kids just lose their freaking mind. They don't understand. They, they can't handle that demand. Now you've got to perform, and now we're watching you. Uh, now it counts. And I kind of feel like that's a little too late. <laughs> There's yeah. no, you're not allowed to have any competition, so to speak. Yeah. When, when I grew up, we would compete in, in sports at school. We would, uh, it was fun, you know, yeah. who's better, uh, in, in spelling or whatever, but that, uh, that went away in the, in the early eighties. Yeah. Um, but then you guys, you have after school, you have sports and, and all kinds of groups, and it's at school. Right. Mm-hmm. And here in Norway, the kids come home, um, eat dinner and all that, and then the parents has to take them to somewhere to do whatever sports they have, and it's the parents that runs it. It's very, very impractical. Much. It's a huge burden it is. on the family. And, if and the more are, kids you have... Uh, the bigger the burden is, and the more expensive, and uh, because you have to pay for sports gear and all that yourself, right? It's it's really rough, and it gets yeah. to the point where I don't like our kids. No, um, <laughs> no, no, but it, also, it is it is a burden, isn't it? It's it's a lot of driving, and here in Norway, with, with these long distances at times between places, it's a lot of driving. It, it I mean, it's it's a serious issue, to where I feel that it comes to the detriment of the family unit. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to, uh, the parents have to, um, if the parents is not the, the, the trainer in the soccer team, uh, we have to raise money for the soccer team. Yeah. So then we have to sell, uh, yeah, sell waffles and, and, uh, whatnot, you know? Um, and it's, um, I think the system you guys have is, uh, is a lot mm-hmm. more fair because, now it is so that so those kids who has a uh, just one parent, mm-hmm. they 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 can't go really because the parents can't do the volunteer things that much, and it costs so much. It's time consuming, um, so they get left out a lot. Not everybody, but some. 
Yeah. Right. And and in the states, anyone. It's can more do. inclusive because it it's is. under the umbrella of school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you finish it's school safe. finish school at three o'clock, yep. and football practice starts at three thirty. So there's not there's not that big burden, right? Transportation right. and volunteer work and all that stuff on the parents. It's a now, lot better back home. I miss the athletic system. Now I will say this back home. I will say this uh, between the athletics and uh, schooling and everything. Now that does also that does also kind of trim education for some people because they put so much say into their football team. The quarterback will go with okay, yeah. we'll go with that. So the quarterback. He always gets good grades. It doesn't matter if he's dumb as a brick or, you know, but he always yeah. gets good grades so he can remain the quarterback. You know, and I think that yeah. kind of trims their education a little bit sometimes because. They're yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I saw, I saw that, that still. It is still like that, though, because oh, I know it used to be like that. Oh, I, I saw that big time uh, mm-hmm. playing college at Ohio University, playing college football. Mm-hmm. There was a big handful of guys there, and I have no idea how they had an IQ higher than a rock. Right. Mm-hmm. And yet, and yet, you know, and I know they weren't going to all their classes and yet they had passing grades because yeah. of that. Yeah, let's call it what it is. Corruption between the athletic uh, system and the, the school system. Now that's but I really, there could be something in between. Yeah. You know, it doesn't need to be that in order to play on this team, you have to have these good grades. I don't think that should matter because sports is, um, is also uh, a social learning uh, mm. time, and that is very important yeah. to have those skills. Right, and I do. Especially I, today's society, I think there should be a, a a good checks and balances between the teacher and the student as well. I mean, if you have a student who is, um, say, the quarterback of the team or the star basketball player, you know, whatever, um, and. Uh, they are required to have a certain GPA. Um, then there that's should what we be. had in in high school. That's what we had at Norton. Yeah, and and uh, the head coach was a very influential teacher at the high school at the same time. Yeah, which is another, you know, uh, a benefit of the way the system is in the states. They don't have that here at all. And I think that they should. I think that there should be a uh, a secondary hand on those papers that the student turns in to achieve those grades um, just, just so there's a, a checks and balances system between, you know, the, uh, the sports department and the, the high school, you know, yeah. like, yeah. Um, well, we, yeah, and again, we had that at Norton. Um, uh, I don't know what the cutoff was, but if our GPA went under a certain amount, we, we could, we were considered suspended from the team. You know, if there was a, a book report or something that was supposed to be handed in and it wasn't, you, you didn't get to play that week. Right. You know, so we had things like that. But, you know, you go to these big powerhouse uh, football states like Texas or Florida or California, uh, where it's basically a business. You know, there's a lot of that uh, corruption where the athletes, there's pretty much no demands on them when it comes to their academics. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, let's see, it's 1125 now. I, I I'm going to run this for the 15 minutes you guys have left. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah that's fine. fine. So, yeah. so America versus, uh, Norway, you like the schooling system. Um, now I got a question for you, Snoopy, as far as, uh, the schooling system is concerned out there. Um, do you start around the same age that we start here? Um, between like four or five years old? Uh, sending them to school because it's it's like kindergarten. I think is between four and five years old, depending on what your birthday is. Five and six. Is it five and six? Five and okay. six. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, and we first, have, first grade is first yeah. grade. Uh, their first school. Year. I'm sorry, you're supposed to answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your name is Snoopy. I'm not. I'm not Snoopy. Go ahead. Yeah, are you sure? <laughs> I'm used to being on the mic. Yeah. I, I, I have I to say, I, I I guest a lot on on other podcasts. I'm a guest a lot. This is the first time I've been a guest with her. So that's why I keep hogging the mic. I got to get used to. Yeah. I'm just going to say this after the podcast, she's probably going to kick your ass and it's fine. I, I, won't, say anything. I won't say anything. She's a, she's a, she gets stabby uh, at times. No, there's the, the, they start when they're six years old. Okay. It used to be seven, but the last, I don't know, 20, 30 years has been six years old. And before that they can, um, they, 
uh, they can choose whether or the parents choose whether they go to daycare or not. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. And, um, and, and we know that Norway is a veritable paradise. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite thing about Norway as far as like um, just whatever you like to do out there? I can do, I can go wherever I want to. I can go into my neighbor's property and I won't get shot. I can walk into the woods wherever I want to. Somebody's property and somebody owns part of the mountain or something. I will not get shot. I can walk there and I'm allowed to by law. Uh, if somebody has um, a beach property, I can sit on that beach by law. They cannot deny me to do that. So, so it's, we're very free when it comes to uh, using the nature. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, uh, if you, if you want to go fishing uh, in lakes, you have to, uh, you have to, uh, buy like a, um, a license, a license, but it's not like a lot of money. Anyone can afford it. But if you are, uh, I think it is up to 15 years old, it's free in order to, to teach the kids to, um, you know, fish and, and uh, all that stuff. Appreciate nature. That is the one thing that I was missing most of all when I was in the States. Yeah, and here you have to have certain permits and licenses in order to do stuff like that, like uh, fishing and whatnot, going into preserves and, you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, here you can go on most people's property. Most people don't own a gun, but there's a lot to do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in Ohio, it's concealed carry also. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, (laughs) June 12th, we go into constitutional carry. Which, um, myself, I actually have a CCW, so does Liz. Um, and, uh, yeah, we do protect ourselves because we do live in Akron and there is, you know, a potential threat here, you know? Yeah, sure. Well, then we could, that's about, uh, when you come to gun control, I think your guys' laws are just nuts. Oh, Uh, they really are. Right here, um, Right now, I'm I'm uh, working on getting my gun license. Mm-hmm. So first, and I'm very frightened. <laughs> no, I used to have guns, but I used to have guns. But because I sold them, now I have to start all over again, and the laws have changed. Yeah. So I have to have a certain time at um at a uh, at a um, at a gun club. Gun club, and and I have to shoot so many times and practice so many times and pass some classes. Um, and that, and I, uh, I've been a member there now for a couple of years and I s- still haven't shot enough times. Um, and then, uh, I can apply, uh, but it has to be a certain caliber and I need to put up what I'm going to use it for. And if I don't follow up in the gun club, uh, then I will lose that gun. Yeah. So yeah. It's very, very strict. Right. Yeah. So, so, and I, and I think that's good. Yeah, yeah, and I I believe people should uh, uh, be allowed to carry uh, in the states, uh, but I do think it's ridiculous that it is so unregulated as it is. Why should cars? Why should vehicles? Car insurance, a driver's license. Why is that more regulated than than guns in the United States? I don't understand that. Um, I would like for everybody who wants to carry a gun, I want them to do that. But I just wish there was a little bit more oversight. And I think some lives would be saved if there was. Well, I think Ohio kind of did it right in a manner of speaking. Um, Their concealed carry course is uh, the requirement is only eight hours. Mm -hmm. And I think it should be longer than eight hours. Um, I think there should be a few days where you go in and you train and then there should be a good four hour shooting range, you know, but. And now that we have the constitutional carry coming into place next month, there's a lot of argument about you should still take that class because. And I agree with that. Yeah. You know, I. And I would think most people should want to have a class and more education in how to use that gun mm -hmm. properly and safely. You know, if I'm going to carry a gun, 
I'm carrying it because I want to protect myself and my family. And I want to be able to do that to the best of my ability. Right. So please give me as much classwork or as much uh, education and learning around that gun as possible, please. Yeah. That, that's think, my thought. Don't you think that people just watch some, some uh, cool movie and think, oh, gosh. Yeah, of course you've got some. Of course you've then, got some. That, and that's the whole point. And, that's why it should be a little bit more regulated. Uh, than what it is, so that you weed out those kind just, of people. Yeah, and then you got yeah, these people I, I, that I are. I think it's still too too easy. I think the I think <laughs> we got these people now. They're going to pick up weapons and just think that they're an expert shooter, and they'll buy full metal yep. jacket uh, right. ammunition. Exactly. And yeah. it, it and not realize that it's not what you're pointing at. It's about what's behind it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and so, it's also the fact that the the kids growing up nowadays, what do they learn? Okay, they learn uh, with all these games uh, that there's no blood coming. Well, there's no blood, so it's okay. And and in their little minds, um, they think that they can just shoot and and something. Well, I think a lot up. of that a lot of that disappears with age and wisdom and life experience. But yeah. still, uh, uh, this whole thing of having uh, less regulation on uh, gun um, gun ownership instead of more, I think, is is wrong. Right. It's going to, we're going to see there's some people who are going to die because of it and, unnecessarily. And that's, that's kind of the point that I've tried to make to people. I mean, it's probably going to be about a year before people realize that, Hey, there's repercussions for your actions. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. like it, it's, you, you may be able to have that gun and you may be able to shoot that gun, but remember that there is a lawyer attached to the bullet that you're shooting right now. Yeah. And, yeah. um, <laughs> exactly. You know, and people, people don't realize that they, you know, I think yeah. the responsibility lies on the gun owner and to do what they need to do. Yes. And I try to, I try to advocate as much as I can to people who are like, well, might as well not go get the CCW. I'm going to, I'm going to wait for next month and go constitu- constitutional carry. And I'm like, yeah, but how, what kind of training do you have? You know, exactly. They're doing themselves a disservice and, and it'll, it'll start to come out with, a few incidents in the news and, and a few statistics down the road, but mm-hmm. I think they're going to see that. Um, and this kind of goes to, to the, the, the political social political situation in the States. I believe that a lot of people know that their thinking is wrong. Their actions are wrong, but they have this pride in being a far right, right. Follower or a far left power uh, follower. And that pride will not allow them to outwardly express that they are wrong or that they are willing to change. Right. And I think we're going to see a lot of that now with the new gun law coming uh, in Ohio. Yeah. There's people who are going to know that it's not the right thing, but they'll never admit it. But see, here's, here's the thing. Um, we don't really have mass shootings in Norway. We had one in, in uh, some years ago. But uh, the, the police doesn't carry guns here. But right. uh, neither does the citizens. We are not allowed <laughs> to carry guns. When yeah. I get a gun, it needs to be locked up. Unless I'm at the shooting range. Right. And then, and, um, yeah, but you're a law abiding citizen and law abiding citizens in the States also do what's right. Yeah. What about the criminals? They're not going to listen no, to law abiding. Anyway. I've been in the States and I've been shooting, going out in, in some sand pit and shooting. That was not a gun. Yeah, range. that's with you and your yeah. hillbilly friends from Minnesota. No, but the point is, the point is, no, the thing is, is that <laughs> here we have half automatic, um, guns. We, we can't have, those crazy uh, military guns that that anyone in the states almost can have. What do you need like a, a machine gun for? Well, even walking those around are, in the streets. Even that's those, just nuts. Even those are are regulated a bit more, like the fully automatic weapons. Uh, the average civilian is only allowed to own a semi-auto. Um, yeah, and yeah, but bad guys don't. But it doesn't that. stop. I mean, it doesn't stop criminals. It's kind of like having you know exactly a CCW versus not having the CCW. Criminals don't give a shit about CCWs, you know. Exactly, oh, and neither do they in Norway. But but the fact that it's uh, the criminals, they know that uh, average citizen don't have a gun, so they don't need to kill him. In other words, the the the. The fact that in America, a lot of people can have concealed carry, that is a deterrent for a lot of crime. Is that what you're saying? I think that uh, because uh, if if I'm a criminal and I'm not sure whether you have a gun or not, I better have so a, in other words, it's a deterrent. big yeah. gun yeah. so I can get you first. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right? yeah. And it's kind of funny that uh, this subject did come up. Our, our episode that is coming out tomorrow, um, that is um, based on the reasons why we got our CCWs in the first place. Uh, Liz, oh, yeah, I'm going to check that out. That's going to be a good love, one. Yeah, I want you guys to check that out because um, it's scary. It's like the proverbial white van story. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's oh. the episode. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. so but, I'm excited. I want to hear that. Yeah. And um, so it looks like we got about four minutes. What I'm going to do, I'm going to wrap this up. But. I love talking to you guys today. I want to do this again. Mm-hmm. I want to bring you guys on again. Um, we'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I'll speak for I'll speak for myself. Now she she works she works a lot of night shifts, so she's not as as available as I am. But I'm I'm available. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I work from home, so yeah. Yeah, I would love to have. I mean, pick a time when when Snoopy's available. I want both of you guys back on. I want to hear the rest yep. of your story. We did get kind of sidetracked a little bit today, um, <laughs> but it's it's okay. Like I said, this podcast is going to be vast, and um, you're gonna, yeah. you know, uh, I'd like to have you guys on maybe in another month or something. You know, sure. Yeah, that that's the way I do things on mine too. It's just a conversation, and it goes where it goes, and it doesn't go where it doesn't go. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so, again, I want to thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you. Uh, and um, you know, I I will see you guys. I I hope next month. So um, oh, for sure, for yeah. sure, we'll find a day. And I'm going to leave links to your podcast under the description of this one. You're looking at. Uh, let's see. You'll be about two weeks out um, from the date okay. of recording. Yeah. So um, yeah. that's uh, so I, I and um, if you'd like, I can send you. I'm looking forward. I was going to say, I'm looking forward to having you guys on my show as well. Yeah, that's, that's uh, coming up next Sunday. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so from us here, um, we're your hosts. My name is Dave. And I'm Liz. And we want to thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Take Bye. care. Bye. Bye.